This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Boonwurrung country and we wish to acknowledge them as traditional owners. We recognise First Peoples of Australia as the original storytellers of this country and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. You are listening to a semi-precious podcast hosted by uncut and unpolished sisters Amber and Jade. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Semi Precious. Hi. Hello, sister. Hi, sister. Today's focus is all about giving you a little bit more context on how we became so semi precious, really. A bit about our story, uh, upbringing, growing up in the 70s, and a little bit about me, and then a little bit about Jade. Sounds good. Am I going first? Uh, I think you're going first. All right, so a little bit about me. I am the fourth in the family of five girls and there's quite a big gap between me and the next one, like nine years, ten years. So the family dynamic was interesting to say the least, to have three older sisters and then quite a big gap. Um, I think I feel like I was the mistake and then they gave me Jade to sort of keep me company. Oh, is that what you think? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Mm. We're going to start on a sad note. You're the mistake. Sorry. Tell me, how does it make you feel? (laughs) Not validated. Not validated. I'll validate your existence right now. Thank you. Thank you. So what was I like growing up? I was a little bit of an asshole sometimes. She was a lot of an asshole. I was. um, As I've come to learn, I think that part of that was probably I lacked confidence and we had uh, a background that was quite unconventional I think is fair to say Mm -hmm. so what that meant for me was feeling constantly like I needed to be braver and more assertive than I was actually feeling yeah is that that, fair that's fair well Mm -hmm. I just thought it was the real you thanks scary Mm, scary sister yeah so I think yeah a, a mushy interior Probably with a mushy. mushy. Mushy? Mushy. Fragile. Yeah, I don't know what mushy is. Yeah, like soft. Soft, okay. Soft interior, yeah. lacking a bit of confidence. And the exterior was probably a bit more of a bitch face. Mm. With a bird's nest fringe. With a bird's nest fringe. Well, that was really my teenage years, yeah. I did also have buck teeth because I sucked my thumb for a really long time. A really long time. Would you like to share with everybody out there? No, the really no, long, I would no. not. Okay, we're uh, not going there. Let's just Good. leave it at a, a really while. long time. Yeah, a while. So that <gasps> didn't help my confidence because I didn't get braces until I was like 16, which is quite late to have buck teeth for all that time. Do you remember the bus driver that gave you a nickname? Rabbit, Roger Rabbit or something? No, I think it was just Bugsy. Bugsy. But then I was Bugsy Jr. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) So you were penalised for my... I was. um, Oh, I was a little Bugsy too. Oh, right, yeah. What else that's interesting about me? I was, um, despite my kind of sassy asshole bravado, I was actually scared of a lot of things. Do you remember when, if I was scared, I used to make you sleep on the bottom bunk? And me on the top yeah. so that if the monsters came, they would eat you and They not would me. eat me first. And I was I was there for you for that. I was you willing were. to do that. I think I was. You were there. I was quite brave, actually. You were actually way braver than me. I was a big chicken. I still remember 
being petrified of some 19, probably early 80s curtains that were Paisley that were at mum and dad's friend's house. And every time we used to do that ridiculous thing that you'd go with your parents to a barbecue and then you would have to sleep in some random bed until the parents decided to drive home. Or on the corner or on just the floor, on the lounge. Like, yeah. Pull up a piece of And I remember carpet. sleeping on this bed that had in a bedroom that had terrible paisley curtains and I just couldn't sleep because the curtains freaked me out. Scary curtains. Scary curtains. I'm I'm probably thinking now that I found them aesthetically displeasing and that I was having a <laughs> reaction to them as a designer. I think that was planting the seed. See, I didn't it was like poor the, taste. That was, was poor what taste. was frightening me. Paisley. Yeah. It needed to be kept in the seventies and through to the eighties it wasn't appropriate. No. No. I was pretty good at sports, unlike my sister Jade. I was very coordinated. I played softball for a really long time. And I was one of those through primary school and high school, I would sort of define myself as I did feel like I never quite fit in, but I think on the outside, I fitted in enough to sort of be with the popular people and then kind of hang out also with the nerdy, arty people because I sort of had a foot in both camps, I think. I thought you were pretty popular. Yeah. Like everybody knew you. Yes. But I did always still feel like, eh, I'm not quite. Why do you think you didn't feel like you didn't? I don't know. I don't think. I, I, I know in high school specifically I just got really bored by the total discourse and I just felt like it was quite vanilla so so it wasn't because you were a mistake no no okay. but thank you for just, bringing that up just checking I'll ponder that this evening <laughs> when I can't go to sleep no so and I always I also was quite a troublemaker so I was definitely the sassy one were you a, a troublemaker to the level I was a troublemaker were you a troublemaker I thought you were like a goody two-shoes ah oh, okay this podcast could be revealing. Mm, this is going to be awkward <laughs> quickly. So I know in high school I had a lot of white male middle-aged teachers tell me that I wasn't really going to amount to anything and I thank and them for that. And they know best mm. though. Oh, they do, of they course, do. words of wisdom. But that really sort of gives you a bit of a rocket. Nothing motivates me more than someone saying you can't do it. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I did. By the time I was in year 11... I did kind of start to focus and go, this is what I want to do. And by year 12, four academic achievement awards, top 5% of my year level, nailed it. Wow. I did, though, get suspended for calling my geography teacher horsecock. I'm sorry, what? Mm. Why? I don't know. I was just being a smartass and he was a dickhead. So, huh. so he sense. was kind of a... He did say thank you, so I feel like that was creepy. Oh, oh, that was great. Yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll leave you on that and I'll Lovely. Um, pass it over to Jay to talk a bit about you. <laughs> My first uh, little note here is born smiling, very little with a big head. You did have a very big head. I did have a big head. Yeah. There are photos of us where I'm like three and you're six and I feel like my head is like twice the size of yours. It was. But I was very. You were cute though. I was cute mm. with my big head and my long brown hair and, and I was just very small. I was a baby, so number five. I was the sick kid, the clumsy kid, the annoying kid and the attention seeker of the family, as I should have been as the youngest of five. Mm. You did play that role. I did. Clichely well. I rocked 
Mm. I wrote that role. And I was the mediator between the older siblings and the annoying younger sibling. How did you mediate? What did you do? Oh, I was just always having to play the diplomat in What, were you protecting situation. me or what were you doing? Not sure. Oh. Okay, that'll I be do, another yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's another podcast, mm. yeah. So we were kind of, I guess, country girls in a sense, dirt road, lots of nature, lots of, you know, dogs wandering around. Remember that dog, that three-legged dog that bit you? Yes. On the ankle? Yeah. Just trying to bring up all of her traumatic mm, memories. Thank you. Just yeah. into the one episode. Remember when podcast. dogs could just roam freely? There were a lot of roaming dogs. There were a yeah. lot of roaming I feel dogs. like our house was a pet cemetery. Well, there were live animals too. Yeah, but there was a lot of dead ones buried in our yeah, backyard. I feel like I have lots okay. of well, dead animals buried in my current yeah. backyard. Okay. Um, but dogs would just wander into your house. Dogs and cats would just the doors open and there'd just be another dog in your house. Mm. Seemed to be acceptable back then. So this is the seventies. So when we were seventies, early eighties, early eighties, yeah, yeah. So I was a tree climbing, BMX riding, matchbox car, Barbie doll, mud pie kid. Mm. So pretty much all of it. So was I. We were of the era where you were just outside a lot, and when we were inside, I was. I have a note here to remind me of squash tomatoes. Amber, would you like to share what Squash Tomatoes is? Squash Tomatoes was a great game that I made up where me being three years older and a bigger build than Jade would sit on Jade's back while she was on all fours and she would have to clamber around the house until she could no longer hold me up and then she would splat to the ground and I would claim Squash Tomatoes. And yeah, basically it's so that, fun. Yeah, and given you do have long-term and back problems. I'm just wondering. Just you know, drawing the, the line. I'm connecting the dots now that maybe dots. squash tomatoes was the reason. Yeah, I started having treatment for my bad back mm. probably at about the age of six. Okay. So it feels like it could be a line. I think we should move on from squash tomatoes. tomatoes. Tell us something else, Jade. What about the, the sort of game that you would play where you would manipulate the not-so-bright little sister by saying if you give me the last of your lollies I'll let you do whatever I say for an hour don't I have no you don't remember that yeah I was easily manipulated Mm. can Um, I just remind you however that the next sister up for me who's nine years older left me on a fridge for like six hours while mum went shopping and then only got me down from the fridge when she heard mum's car pull into the driveway Mm. that wasn't fun that, that doesn't sound fun either. No. No. I didn't have anyone to torment. No, you didn't. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's why you're a counsellor. <laughs> Do I torment my clients? What are you saying? <laughs> no. Sorry if any clients are listening to this. <laughs> I'm a good counsellor. Yeah, that was pretty much me. What about teenage Jade? Oh, teenage Jade. Oh, Because yeah, I feel I like teenage, sub-13 Jade and teenage Jade were probably. Oh, very different. I got very dark. I started listening to Black Sabbath. I named my goldfish Black Sabbath. Mm. You, can I just say you were a huge collector of random pets, which you still are actually. I, I still am. And random high-needs friends. Mm-hmm. I like to collect the little fixer-uppers. Mm. Anyone who ran away from home ended up at our house. And Jake hid was, in our, and I'd hide them in our Anyone caravan. with adolescent drug and alcohol problems ended mm. up in our house yeah i was a collector of that i was trying to fix you know, yeah. 
trying to fix that in a child. Yeah, teenage teenage years were just pretty dark, to be honest. That could be a whole other episode mm. on teenage years. Uh, we're going to lie to our children and just tell them my husband's version of teenage years because I don't think mine. Well, just cherry pick I think is the best. Yeah, just I wasn't a good student. I didn't conform. I pretended to be well-behaved but was hardly ever in school, didn't pay attention, didn't focus, dropped out. Good times. Hung around with the rough kids. That was pretty much me. Dark days. Well, you made it now. I made it. Yeah. Still alive. You're semi-precious. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the environment because I think if anyone really understood the environment that we grew up in, there'd probably just be a little round of applause that we're actually alive. We're still here. Mm. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the environment we grow up in? And no offence, mum and dad, if you're listening. Loud, chaotic, a lot of arguments. I've got overflowing Tupperware cupboards and magazines piled high and curtains that didn't fully close and little sparkly remnants of Christmas decorations in the corner of every room. Mm. And you know what I loved? That as we pulled the decorations down each year without actually getting up and pulling them down properly, you'd just go over the top with a new, new piece, piece of, of tape. tape. And, but then for the next few weeks I'd think there was a spider up there until I got used to the new Piece of sparkly. The new colour. The corner. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. That there was a up lot a of bit. chaos. There was definitely a lot of chaos. I do remember and I feel like some of my obsessive house order comes from the fact that we had a very dysfunctional house that All was exceptionally of, messy yeah. and we had a mum that was a hoarder. Not like the nth degree of hoarders like when you see on those hoarding reality shows. Yeah, but not the trauma cleaner kind of hoarder. No, no, but definitely occupying large volumes of the house with stuff. Not and to be honest, stuff. I did used to blame mum for all of the hoarding, but dad is pretty chaotic also. Mm-hmm. And so that kitchen, the kitchen used to just. Oh, the kitchen. I have now, flashbacks about that kitchen. I have flashbacks about the kitchen and mm. that is why my kitchen now, nothing can be on the benches. No. Yeah. Everything has a place. Yeah, everything has house. a place. Yeah. Well, I'm a bit of a stuffer, but still out of sight. I don't mind a cupboard stuff. I'm okay with that. If someone's coming over, just third drawer down, throw it in. It's all gone. Yeah. I've sometimes just stuffed stuff into the washing machine. Into the washing yeah, machine? Yeah. You need some quick space. That's quite a good space, the washing machine. <laughs> Never thought about that. Yeah. There you go. If you're running out of room, if I'm into the washing room, machine. Into yeah. the washing machine. I thought the clothes basket would be a, a first place, but well, you should use both if you needed it. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Can I just take you back for a second? Uh-huh. Can you just press that little lime green button? Yeah, that one. <gasps> if you need a little extra space in your life when people are coming over, what should we do, Amber? Put it in the washing machine, Jade. Ding. There's a little gem for today. Yeah. Thank you. And continue with the show. Thanks. Don't underestimate I did want to ask, I I feel like our upbringing was quite unusual in Mm -hmm. a sense that we didn't live in poverty, but we were aware of a lack of fiscal stability. That's, yeah, that's a way of putting it. Yes. Yeah. But on the other hand, we did have a mother that was exceptionally strict about our allocution, about 
the way that we ate, our deportment, I mean, all things that are very not in vogue, we had really high moral codes. Mm. How now, brown cow? We used to have to practice that regularly. Mm -hmm. We would have to eat in the correct manner, have our knives and forks. Do you remember we couldn't have drinks with our meals? No, you weren't allowed to drink. I don't know. That's just weird. No hydrating Something <laughs> when you're eating. Yeah, I, I can't even remember. <laughs> I mean, I am grateful because I can eat at any restaurant and understand which piece of cutlery You know a salad when. fork. Yeah. You won't salad have that fork. embarrassing pretty, mo- pretty woman moment. No. You'll exactly. know how many prongs. I'll know how many prongs. I won't have to count them out loud in front of people. <laughs> so there were benefits to that. And we can speak well. We can. Don't always, but. But we can when yeah, we want to. If we, if we want to. What are some of the good things? I feel like we've just done a barrage of darkness. No, I think, you know, the elocution and, and learning, you know, correct grammar and correct way of speaking and eating, I think that's all good. It was just always just a little too strict, mm. I think. It was very strict. And, you know, we always had special birthdays and Christmas. We always got a lot of presents, maybe spoil. We did. We also had sort of... A lot of mums, didn't we? Because we had the actual biological mum mm-hmm. and then we had the oldest sister, the very eldest sister. I had more mums than you. Did you? Because I'm well, I had the youngest. Well. Right, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you now. You're yeah. on board. Yeah. Yeah, I was bossed around a lot. You were, yeah. I wouldn't say it was a calm upbringing. I feel like my system was probably in fight or flight a lot. From a neutro, I would say. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. On the upside, though, our parents weren't drinkers. No, but that's why we are. I think that's why we are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but, you know, as we it said. It hasn't helped. Chat, no, we do like our gin. Just harking back to the type of disposition that I am, I'm the sort of person at maybe 14, 15 that raids the parents' liquor cupboard and then refills them with either water or tea that's perfectly Pantone matched to the dark spirit that I'm replacing. So if you had raided it, by the time I came to raid it, was I just drinking water? You were drinking water, maybe with just like some. Oh, got very yeah, intoxicated placebo off that water. <laughs> effect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Did you ever mix like the Irish cream with vodka? Or no. rum or anything? No, me either. I don't remember doing that. No, either. I don't remember doing no. that. I do remember our elder sister when I was probably 15 finding a bottle of rosé. It wasn't wine. What was that? Like like an island cooler sort no, of? It no, it was like a spumante. It was something terrible. Yeah. And she found it in my drawer and rather than speaking to me, she just dobbed me straight in. Oh. I also remember just while we're now talking about the elder sister, sorry if you're listening, she probably will be, um, also dobbed me in for wagging. I might have dobbed you in too though, so maybe that's just the. Oh, you would have dobbed me in for I think anything. I would have, yeah. I did not dob you in. Ever. No, you didn't. I was you loyal. Melanie and I drunk through the window. I dragged at 16. your asses through the window. Yeah. yeah. And we were not that small. No. And but you I were. never dobbed. Yeah, you were a good sister, actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Good so sister. just to recap on our environment, we had lots of mums. It was quite strict. It was a bit fend for ourselves, wasn't it? If we it was didn't very point that out, there was a bit of fending for ourselves. 
There was um, making your own lunches and getting yourself up ready for school. And, and the um, children are seen, not heard mentality. There was a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. So compared to how we parent, didn't really have a voice as When a they're child. really just our children are people, mm. aren't they? They're allowed to have conversation and thoughts and feelings. It was a different time. It's not a criticism of our parents because that was. No, that was definitely generational Mm. as well. Kids just went along with whatever the parents were doing. We were not put on a pedestal, put it that way. No. I didn't even have any extracurricular activities. Didn't you do ballet? Uh, Yeah, eldest sister uh, bought me ballet for a birthday, Mm. but it was just one term. And well, I played softball, I but I did have to get myself there. And then Dad on the weekends took me. Mm. Fend for yourself. It was a fend for yourself. All right. So, how did we survive this? How oh. did you survive? How did I survive? You haven't filled in your little notes, I so you don't any. know how you no, survived. I don't know how I survived. <laughs> this is just going to be a like a live reflection on the spot. Okay, go for it. Um, I have made a note, mouse in a bulldog's costume. When I was at uni, um, an international student was petrified of me. I wasn't quite sure why. And she described me as a mouse in a bulldog's costume. So oh. from year one to year three, obviously, she got to know me a little bit better. And I'm sort of sensing that that's like loud bark, but back to the mushy bit, maybe not as hard on the inside. No, you're definitely not as hard on the inside. Mm. But you can be very scary. I can be scary. Yeah. I think yeah. all of our sisters can be scary. Mm. I can be I mean, I'm too. an assertive person, mm-hmm. I think. But I think how I coped was potentially always looking forward. There wasn't a lot of processing of things. It was just what's next, what's next, what's next. Mm -hmm. And if you kept that tough exterior, that kept you safe. That kept me safe, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to soften, I'm not going to be vulnerable here. I'm just going to be brave and tough except for when there was a monster under the bed and then I'll just stick my little sister down there Mm. and that'll... You've just reminded me of another brave, tough moment of mine. Do you remember in Queensland? We did used to go to Queensland a lot because our dad's family was there and we used to drive all the way up. These were days where you drove. Drove everywhere. Um, Firstly, in one trip when I was little, three sisters in the back seat, me and the dog in the boot. In the boot? Of like a Holden, like a wagon, so it was open, but just like in the bassinet. Just rolling around the back with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Seems safe enough. I feel enough. like that says it all. Uh, no, but sorry, the story I was actually going to tell was when we were staying at our grandma's and I lowered you out of the window with sheets and sent you up to the milk bar to get me lollies. And How this, old was you I? You were like four. What? Yeah. Because and it was I such was a too safe suburb because too. it actually was a very unsafe suburb. Mm. And I was too scared to go. So rather than sort of going together, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great idea to send you out on your own and you did come back with lollies. You actually made it. I did it. You did it. And then I like pulled you back up and we ate right. the lollies. And then a couple of years later in that same house, you pretended you could do karate and flip me over and gave oh, me a fracture your, 
Yeah, green, green stick, stick fracture, fracture. Mm. <laughs> in my wrist. I remember that. I don't feel like I'm going to come out very you're well. You're not going to come out well, no. 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 no Episode two is not really going to be for me. <laughs> I'm getting this vibe. I'm getting this vibe. All uh, right, talk to me about how right. How did you survive? Um, well, my motto was just keep smiling. Uh, I was told I was born smiling, so I just continued to do that. So, again, similar to you, you were, you know, the bulldog and I was just smiling but probably quite sad inside, oh, quite sad and alone. Like the clown. Yeah, pretty much. If I you was had an clown. avatar, it would be the clown. Let's not paint that picture. Yeah, that's I don't creepy. Like that. That's okay. really creepy. Um, but I did just smile and try and, you know, if tensions were pretty high in the house, I would either smile and try and make it, people laugh and I would fall or say silly Something things. Silly. Yeah. Or... I would have an asthma attack. There were lots of that. Yeah. And I know that, yeah, unconsciously the, I could bring on the asthma attack in order to change the focus to something else in the mm. house. Just and back to the point of me being a bit of an asshole at times, I do remember watching Home and Away and being quite annoyed that you had your Ventolin. The nebulizer The nebulizer going in the background because it was just too loud. It was yes, very so inconvenient. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you couldn't breathe. And I was steaming up the room. Yeah, and that I had to listen to that and try and watch Home and Away. It did have a big loud motor on it. It was really annoying. And mm. after listening to it for years and years and years, I'm like, this is inconvenient. Up. Go yeah, and, you should have put me in the hallway or something. Yeah. Go and not breathe somewhere else is what I was thinking. That could have been your whole philosophy mm. around me going to hospital every week. Mm. Yeah. Go not breathe somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, again, you're not coming off no. so well here. She gets better. I'll redeem myself in episode three. She gets better. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I guess I just kept my feelings to myself. I know that I only ever cried in my bedroom on my own. I did have, you know, three or three kind of big sisters that were kind of a mentor and I looked up to, and then there was you. Mm. <laughs> and then there was me. No, I just wanted to be you. So mm. I was just like well, I was cool. your little puppy dog and I'd follow you around and then when you weren't home, this is a bit creepy, I'd go in and I'd put your red door perfume on just so that I could oh, be you a little more. Yeah. And then you still had it, like I remember up in the top of the wardrobe, you still had it in its little box. And I like to, to keep it pristine. Pristine, red mm. door. Yeah. And then I'd go and. Spray it. I sprayed it outside so that you wouldn't know. Mm. Did you to... fill it up with tea though when it started to get low? No, I wasn't that smart back then. I just wore it and hoped you wouldn't notice. Wouldn't notice. I didn't notice until now. Yeah, right. Thanks for telling you. Uh, and I was a big rebel through my teens, but I learned to do it very very stealth. you must have been very sneaky i was I very stealth. i was much more outwardly rebellious yeah. i had the facade of a good little girl but really i was doing all sorts of hard stuff. drugs oh, I, I was mm. nobody knew because i was a sweet smiley friendly one well now you know now everybody now everybody knows, knows. okay yeah whoops all righty we have got a professional disclaimer at the beginning so mm. What was that? You're not doing drugs anymore. I'm not doing drugs anymore. No. 
No, don't do drugs, kids. Mm. It's bad. Don't do drugs. Mm-hmm. All right, so mouse in a bulldog's costume and then just keep smiling. That's pretty much how we... That's it. That's how we survived. survived. And, you know, I had I went over to my best friend's almost every weekend and her mum would do the mum things like baking and, you know, ironing and folding washing and making us lunch and and that was nice. Basic care things. Basic, we didn't get those sort no. of things. Make sure we you know, wearing a singlet and us warm. Mm. Remember singlets? You always had to wear a singlet. Yeah, it was always a singlet. Always a singlet. Is that enough next? of that? Yeah, I think that's enough. <laughs> that's now enough I'm traumatised all over again. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Let's talk semi-precious moment because we did commit and last last episode I actually couldn't think of anything. I took notes. I've got like a stockpile of them now. Oh, well, yeah. go to town. But I wanted to add in half-assed to the definition of semi-precious because I feel like I'll always have material. If I can talk about something I've done half-assed. Half-assed, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just adding in to the definition. Context, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll share it with you and then you can tell me if you think it, it fits in the semi-precious. Okay. First of all, we'll last time. We'll just cut it out. We'll just cut it out if it's crap. Okay. So last time I was talking about the golf balls flying down the freeway towards me and then a few days later I was on another it wasn't a freeway but it was a highway still 100k and somebody wound down their window and threw a steak knife out the window mm, it wasn't Daniel's direct <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen a steak knife bounce so they could bounce it had a few bounces in it did it land in someone's windshield what happened to it? No, I don't How know. I think I just drove. I just drove over it. I just saw them throw it out the window, and I saw the knife bouncing towards me. And then I drove over it and kept on with my day. Do you think that was like someone had been stabbed with that knife? Or do you think someone was cutting up an apple and just forgot where they were and threw it out the window? <laughs> I don't know. I had my kid in the car, so, so I didn't really go into the stabby content. Yeah, or just not sure. I mean, who throws things out of the window anymore? Mm, especially steak knives. Especially, yeah. <laughs> instruments in the kitchen do not go out the window, people. Did you say instruments? Instruments. Did you mean implements? Implements? It's what? an implement, right? It's an instrument. Well, it's an instrument of murder if you kill someone. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. But it's an implement if you're using it to cut your steak. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're both right. <laughs> And if we're not, this is all right. So that's out. not actually my semi-precious moment. That was just <clears throat> okay. anecdotal. That's just carry on from last time. Random. All right. So I was going away on a girls' trip, and I wanted to get a camera so that I could watch my dog in the backyard because we had a pet sitter. And I left it to the last minute, and it was late the night before. I had to get up and leave for the airport at four o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, where can I fix this thing? I'm not going to screw it into any bricks or anything because. I wouldn't do that. So I climbed out the kitchen window, which is quite high off the ground, late 10 o'clock at night or something, and I just balanced it on the windowsill. This is already sounding half-assed. I'm just letting you know. It was Mm half-assed. It it was quite a windy night and I'm like, should be right. Blue tack? I didn't do blue blue tack tack at that point. No, No, Not even sticky tack. It's kind of a bit of an angle on the windowsill too. No, there was nothing. I just okay. placed it there and went. You're a trusting person. It, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like two o'clock or something, and I just couldn't sleep. And I decided to just have a look at the feed, and realised the feed was down 
I'm like, damn these things and I'm trying to figure it out. And then I thought I'd just go and have a look and then realised it had blown off the windowsill and was smashed on the ground. So at 2am in the rain, I traipse out there and pick it up, dry it off, put the batteries back in, get some blue tack and stick it to the windowsill. And um, it remained, that bit of blue tack did wonders, but I didn't get back to sleep and I was pretty exhausted. So there's my half-assed attempt at doing something that kind of failed. But I got back out on the windowsill again about like two, three in the morning. That was just unnecessary. Yeah. There was no logical way that that was going to stay there. There wasn't, but no. Anyway, no judgment. This no judgment. is the section for semi-precious, well, yeah. half-assed, chaotic. Awkward. I've got loads awkward. of them. Yeah, I'm just going to mm. keep stockpiling these. And, and if we don't have any, we'll just call my husband and he'll be able to throw a few at us. Throw a few. Yeah. He's got a few of his own, so I've been stockpiling those just FYI. <laughs> All right, what's yeah. yours? Uh, what's mine? Well, mine is a live um, semi-precious embarrassing moment for any women listening who have given birth and are potentially over 40. You will understand that jumping on trampolines or jogging or anything is potentially dangerous It is for leggings, jeans or anything if you have bladder legs. So today I did a five kilometre run with um, the business, with the team we sponsored. We were raising money for the Royal Children's Hospital. We got to $2,000. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I contributed by Thank the way you to your donation. And halfway up the Balti Bridge, as I was very proud of myself for still running, I'm really feeling like um, something else is running. <laughs> And I'm wearing new bike pants that were matte black, so matte black with a bit of wee. Um, Texturally, you can really see the difference there. And I'm also wearing a T-shirt, so I have nothing that I can tie around my waist like you do in high school when you get your period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just had to keep running and then stop and go to the toilet and then splash sort of water all over me to try and mask. Oh, so you just turned the the whole Yes, yeah, so then I was completely and, wet because right. I was trying to that diffuse. That is a good I was trying to camouflage. Can we just like press the little green button? Thanks. Share your little gem there. Little gem is if you do wet your pants in public, make it look like you intentionally have splashed water on yourself. Wet the entire pants. Wet the entire pants. Yeah. So here I am with, you know, 20,000 other people running up the bridge Mm -hmm. um, and I have to stop, not only go to the toilet. I had already been to the toilet, by the way. It made no difference Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Mm -hmm. There was nothing in my bladder. Oh, my God. It was just being reserved for the fun run. Yeah. Uh, And then I had to take off my short sleeve T-shirt to sort of put it, tuck it in to my bike pants at the back. Oh, the back? for the people, well, I had to make a call. Did I want people behind me looking oh. at a wet patch or people from the front? I chose the back. Chose the back. Chose okay. the back. Yeah. All right. Got to make these calls in life. You do. Yeah. So that was really fun. I was really loving being a woman um, and loving my bladder at that time. Okay. So that's, that's the semi-precious ah. moment. Yeah, there's there's crickets now. That's, now there's crickets. You yeah. did promise in the first episode that there would be bladder related yeah. anecdotes. Mm. And now 
we've had our first one. Yeah. Well, if anyone's been down that path, you know, you've either got surgery options, which is, you know, there's a lot of problems with getting surgery, mm-hmm. or you just don't sneeze often. Don't sneeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you have to wear period undies, but permanently. Mm-hmm. Which are just a modern day incontinence pad, really, aren't they? They are, but sort you know, like they're kind of cute. Yeah, but they sort of dig in. That's why I didn't wear them. I do have period undies. Oh, but with your new, but with my new bike pants, bike like pants, they give you a little line. bit of muffin. It's not an invisible time. No, so yeah. that was the decision, and it was the wrong decision. It was the wrong decision. Mm. Okay, and I paid for that. All right, so uh, there you go. I think we should move so on precious. from. Let's that. move on. Uh, next, next episode. episode. Yep. Thinking different, our ADHD diagnosis story. I'm not sure I even mentioned I had ADHD. I think you did. I think you said that when you were a diverse. Did I? There we go. We have ADHD. Yeah. Mic drop. Yes. So in episode three, we'll be talking about the aha moment, our diagnosis journey, um, and how that's impacted us. Has it impacted you? Oh. Gotcha. And I talk about it all the time. So, okay. yeah, good luck. That's probably going to be a double episode, I will say. It mm, might take some time. So if you would like to listen to more of our ramblings and pant wetting, um, please follow and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Pant wetting. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Until next time, embrace your uncut and unpolished selves. Bye. Bye. This podcast represents the personal opinions of Amber and Jade. No content should be taken as advice or recommendations. 